When I was about 10 years ordained, 10, 12 years ordained, the group of priests I belonged to then, St. Patrick's Missionaries, decided to call back all of the priests who were ordained 10 to 15 years ago. I was about 12 years ordained. So there was a group of about 20 of us, and we were brought back for, for a renewal program. And it was, it was a wonderful blessing to do so and to reflect on people's lives of 10 or 15 years uh, working on the missions. One of the outings we had was to my favorite place in Ireland, which is called Glen de Loch, the Glen of the Two Lakes. So it is a, it is a monastic site, and in its day, it was one of the largest monastic sites in Europe. You're talking about 5th century. And uh, some of the buildings are still there today. It is quite amazing that Ireland is dotted with monastic sites and, and pilgrimages that lead to them, very ancient. And uh, about a million young people walk those monastic sites every year, which is truly remarkable. In the very center of the the monastic site at Lendeloch, there is the remains or the ruins of a cathedral. There's also a round tower there as well, in which they would protect the, um, the chalices and the sacred books from the Viking invaders. So that's still there as well. So while I was there, um, there was probably about a group of 10 people went inside it, the ruins and people were walking around and it was a beautiful morning. It was in the fall. There was kind of a mist in the air. All the trees were kind of turning gold. And the priests who went inside, just somebody just inspired them to sing a hymn to Mary called the Magnificat. And it follows the gospel of today. That's why it brought it to my mind. And it was absolutely beautiful. I was outside. There was sun in the sky. The trees were in beautiful golden colors. And that beautiful Magnificat just drifted and echoed all through the valley. And you could see people stopping and listening to it. It was timeless. And it brought us back to the time when this was a vibrant monastery, a vibrant place of learning. It brought us back to the time when people made pilgrimages to this monastery. But most of all, it brought us back to a pilgrimage that a young woman began many years ago and that we remember in the gospel of today. And the hymn that she sang was, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He looks on his servant in her lowliness, and henceforth all ages will call me blessed. The Almighty works marvels for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age on those who fear him. He puts forth his arm in strength and scatters the proud-hearted. He casts the mighty from their thrones and raises the lowly. He fills the starving with good things, sends the rich away empty. He protects Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, the mercy promised to our fathers, to Abram and his children forever. What we have to constantly remind ourselves about our Blessed Mother Mary, that what is most important about her was not that the fact that she physically gave birth to the child Jesus, but what is most important was the faith 
that made her open to that. At Vatican II, it takes up the tradition of the Middle Ages about Mary's faith, giving more emphasis to her belief than to her divine maternity. St. Bernard says the Virgin believed, and in her faith, the Virgin conceived. The Virgin believed first, and in her belief, she conceived. St. Augustine, she conceived in the heart before conceiving in the womb. Constantly, there is huge emphasis placed and priority on her faith and on her belief. So for the first four centuries of our Christian faith, more emphasis was given to her faith than to her divine motherhood. And this is reflected in scripture as well. We all know that in ancient times, to bless somebody's mother or curse them was, if somebody wanted to, to bless a person or curse them, they would do so, I don't know, ancient times, they would do so through their mother. And that is why a woman was so moved by Jesus and wanted to compliment him and says, blessed is the womb that bore you. And Jesus replied to her, still more blessed, those who hear the word of God and keep it. And who, more than any human being, heard the word of God and kept it. Another occasion, somebody said to Jesus when he was having huge confrontation with the scribes and Pharisees, and Mary and Jesus' family were very concerned for his safety. And if somebody came in and said, Jesus, your mother and your family are outside looking for you. And Jesus looks around those in front of him and said, my mother and my family are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And once again, Mary was one who heard the word of God and kept it. Even standing at the cross, she heard the word of God and she kept it at that time. And then very simply in John's gospel, at the wedding feast of Cana, they ran out of wine. And Mary was able to, she was able to hear entirely, she was open to God to recognize, she was able to recognize the word of God in her son and, and, and she was able to live by it. So she very, said very simply, when Jesus said to a woman, why do you turn to me? And she just said, do whatever he tells you. Timeless advice for all of us to do whatever he tells you. This belief was the very soul. That is why she is so special. It, was, um, it was, became very intimate with her. And it is remarkable uh, that what she was able to give us in the gift of the child Jesus, because she was brought up in a, a, a word called Kebi or Kabod. And this Kabod was the awesome terrifying presence of God that Mary was brought up in. They were not even allowed, they were even terrified to say the word of God, Yahweh. They couldn't even say it. They would say Adonai or use a different word. They were so terrified of God. And this comes from like when Moses went up the mountain, there was a luminous cloud swirling around the mountain, flashes of lighting, even Moses couldn't see the face of God. No one can see the face of God and live. And then when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant up to the temple, 
and it was on the back of a cart. And one of the soldiers there, Uzzah, when the cart tilted and the ark kind of wobbled, he put out his hand to protect it. And immediately he was struck down with a bolt of lightning, killed by God for coming too close. So this is a young woman who is immersed in this tradition. And that's what makes her truly remarkable, because she was able to embrace and be open to a different kind of God, a God that wasn't to be feared, a God that wasn't remote, a God that was close, a God that, that could become a child even in her womb, a child that needed to be fed, a child that needed to be changed, to go from this understanding of God to this understanding of God was truly remarkable. Above all things, the greatest compliment we can give Mary is above all things. Just as Abraham was the father in faith from the Old Testament, <clears throat> Mary is <clears throat> a woman of faith, especially with the New Testament. <clears throat> so he, he even, even when he was born, this great God, he will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And then she had nowhere to lay him, nowhere to give birth to him. She laid this great God in a manger, in a feeding trough. And she could see God in this. She, said she could see God in gentleness. She could see God in suffering. She should see God even in the smallest child. See God in everything and found God in everything. So today's beautiful gospel and the hymn that follows it is one that should inspire us because Mary is the first disciple of Jesus Christ. And in that way, she is our role model and a wonderful role model at that because she's the one that we are to follow in, in coming and being faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. We should pray for, for even a small fraction of the wonderful faith that she has as well. Let all of us pray and hope that in our faith journey, in our old pilgrimage of faith, we may be able to join in Mary's hymn by saying, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He looks on his servant in their lowliness, and henceforth all ages will call us blessed. <clears throat>